I'm Jackie from Cape Town in South Africa. Andre from Brisbane. I'm Ben Wiley from Botswana. Jim Panton from Edinburgh in Scotland. I'm Lisa Breaknell from Christchurch, New Zealand. Nick Kidinji from Nairobi, Kenya. I'm Viggy from Tel Aviv in Israel. I'm Andy from Vancouver, Canada. This is Harish from Bangalore in India. I'm Brigitte Seiberstein from Frucht, the Netherlands. I'm Dougie Nisbet from Durham in the UK. And you're listening to Run with Coach Parry. Welcome on to yet another edition of Run with Coach Parry. My name is Brad Brown. It's great to have you with us. Thank you so much for joining us. And today we are joined on our Fly on the Wall coaching call by a member of the Coach Parry Online Training Club, Nabila Muller, uh, joins us. And uh, we're chatting in the build-up to Comrades 2019. And uh, it's a question that we've been asked a lot in the build-up to this year's Comrades. Uh, and it affects uh, quite a large number of runners who are running Comrades this year. And I think you're going to get a lot out of it. Uh, we get asked the question often by our Muslim community uh, as well as uh, the Muslim runners that are running Comrades how to deal with uh, the fast Ramadan which is approaching uh, in the build up to Comrades literally the last month in the build up to Comrades uh, our Muslim uh, brothers and sisters are going to be fasting so we chat to Nabila about that at length today as well. There's also some other great comrades training advice. So uh, if you are not Muslim, don't tune out now. There's still lots that you're going to get out of today's podcast as well. It's a bit of a, a religious-themed podcast today because as we publish this too, uh, it is the start of uh, the Easter weekend, essentially. Uh, and it is Old Mutual Two Oceans weekends, which means uh, that we are going to be at the Expo. If you are coming down to Cape Town or if you're from Cape Town, uh, please pop by the Coach Parry stand. We'd love to meet you. Uh, uh, we get to interact with uh, sort of everyone online and we see the names, but we don't often get to meet everyone. And this is an opportunity for us to hang out. So if you are going to be at the Two Oceans Expo this year, please come by uh, our stand. We are smack bang in the middle of uh, the exhibition hall. We are across the walkway from Old Mutual. So uh, Old Mutual's got the big stand in the middle. We're right next door. So uh, if you can't find us, just walk around that Old Mutual stand and we will be there. We're looking forward to catching up. Uh, the coach will be there. Lindsay uh, Shona, our uh, Head of Athlete Success and Strength and Conditioning coach, will be there at times as well. Uh, she is running this weekend, so she'll pop in and out. Uh, and a couple of other surprises for you too. And we are having a few amazing giveaways. So definitely come check us out. So you have to be at the stand to enter. Uh, and then also we've got a, a phenomenal show special uh, for our online training platform and a couple of other goodies as well. But I can't let the cat out of the bag here. You have to be at the at the expo to take advantage of it. So come by, say how's it, and come hang out and uh, meet the team. We'd love to love to uh, chat to you and uh, give you your final sort of instructions, pacing and that sort of thing. Lindsay's going to be there. You can have a sit on the couch uh, and have a chat to, to him uh, and find out exactly what you need to do to execute on race day on Saturday. And then also coming up on today's podcast, the next of our winners in the Coach Parry uh, Biogen Journey competition. And we'll tell you exactly how you can win a three-month access pass to the Coach Perry Online Training Club uh, a little bit later on in today's podcast as well. And we'll get to share another uh, success story from our forums as well. Actually, let me do that before we get into today's chat. And uh, it is a post that was posted uh, a few days ago by Kevin Young uh, in the forums. Uh, and it's, again, another one of uh, the time trial posts, which is amazing because obviously everyone's got a lot of uh, time trials in there. Uh, in their training, particularly comrades training programs on the Coach Barry training platform now. Kevin said, really happy with the way my training's going as I did the time trial as per the bronze program and surprised myself with the 2334. Very pleased. Although it's not a PB, it's a lot better than I thought it would have been. And due to the fact that my PB was a few years ago, I'd like to consider it a success. Thanks for the coaching advice and support. I'm getting there slowly but surely. Kevin, well done. Uh, that is a superb time, 23-24. 
uh, uh, 34. And, uh, yeah, you're right on track, mate. That's exactly what you should be doing, ticking those blocks uh, and turning the boxes green on the app. You are well on track, and consistency is key. So well done. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing how you go at Comrades this year. Enough of me yakking. Let's get into our chat with Nabila. Welcome on to this edition of Run with Coach Perry. We head to Middleburg in Mpumalanga uh, now to catch up with a member of the Coach Perry Online Training Club, Nabila Mula. Nabila, welcome on to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Brad, for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I, I'm, I often am very jealous of these people who get invited for these kind of things. And I'm just like, when is it ever going to be one? <laughs> And so it was. It was a nice, pleasant surprise. Well, we're excited to have you on. We've got Lindsay as well. Lindsay's with us. Lindsay, how's it? How's it, Brad? How are you doing? Yeah, very good, man. I'm excited for this call because obviously we, we're going to help Nabila as, as much as we can. But I think a lot of Nabila's questions are going to help a lot of other people as well, which is which is pretty exciting, particularly around comrades. But we'll get to those in in just a moment. Nabila, tell me a little bit about yourself, your your background, running wise. How long have you been running, and how did you get started? Um, I think I uh, started in about 2015, but that was just occasional park run. And um, I think I did my first 21K in 2015. Um, my dad's a runner. He's done five comrades and he's done quite a few ultra marathons. So it's always been, I think, in the family, the, the culture of running marathons and running long. And I think the reason that I actually started was just because I was looking for something fitness related to do when I was living in Durban and just to do something after work to keep fit and to keep busy. And that's how my running journey began. Um, I've done one comrades. I know everyone needs to say how many comrades they've done. So I'm sorry for that. But I'm going <laughs> to say it. <laughs> I've done one comrades and one two oceans. Um, and I'm hoping to do my second comrades this year. But um, I'm struggling a bit, so I'm trying to qualify at Loscop Marathon. So that's where we are at, at the moment. Okay. Um, last year, I managed to do any running. I did a bit of cycling. So I feel like my base was a bit lacking starting this year. So, yeah. Yeah, Nabila, it's so funny. Every time I hear someone say they have a parent or a, an uncle or an aunt who ran comrades, and, and I, I think all of us, Lindsay's – Dad obviously is, is run comrades and is, was it was a pretty good runner in his day. He's still a very good runner, but in his day was was a fantastic runner. My dad's done eleven comrades. So uh, if anybody's sure. listening to this and they're thinking of running comrades and you've got kids, know that you're going to be condemning your children to run this crazy race as well because <laughs> uh, it's just the way it works, I guess. Nabila, let's let's jump into some of your questions. Obviously, you you're saying you're a bit stressed uh, about the the qualification and, and and that sort of thing, Lindsay. Let's bring you in here with regards to looking at Nabila's questionnaire uh, and, and where she is right now. And then let's jump into some of those questions, particularly uh, around the, the the fast and Ramadan. Nabila, you are Muslim and, and there's huge challenges for, for, for the Muslim runners or the Muslim community that are running comrades in, in 2019. And, and I think it's going to be for a few years to come as well uh, because of where the fast uh, for, for Ramadan falls. But Lindsay, before we get to that, I'm jumping ahead of myself. G- give us some, some insight site as to what you see on on Nabila's sort of questionnaire that we send out for these calls. Yeah, so so um, you know Nabila Nabila's uh, one of the very active members in the forum, and so I have been essentially talking uh, through this um, for a couple of months now. And when she actually when she joined the forum, um, there was an injury and the thoughts of of actually throwing in the the towel. So really, what we've been doing is managing 
she has a chronic injury. It's a, it's a gluteal tendinosis, which the physio is treating, and, and you've got to go ahead to train, and got to train within certain limitations. And it's been going fairly well, but the, the concern was always, are we going to run out of time? And because of the nature of the injury, there really wasn't or isn't any way of, of rushing this. We really just had to give it the, the most amount of, of time that we can. And then, you know, Law Scorp was essentially chosen also because of Ramadan. You know, we could have tried to leave qualifying a little bit later. Um, and we, and, and there will be one. And so we're getting a little bit into, into, Vila's questions now, and there will be one more bite of the cherry, so to speak, after this. But essentially what we've done is we've built this up so that we can give Nabila the best chance of not making that injury worse or getting re-injury or getting a different injury and then also taking into account that you've got to try and you've got to get the qualifying before Ramadan, otherwise she just she, she won't be able to, to do it. So up until now, she has managed to run a marathon in the old qualifying time, um, but that's nine minutes short of, of qualifying, and that was a couple of weeks ago. And the next part of the cherry will be on the 13th of April, um, which is coming up soon, um, and that will be um, to try and run the 50K in 5.49. And I think we've got a pretty good chance of doing that. And then, of course, if that doesn't work out, there will be one last chance on the 1st of May, which is just before Ramadan starts. Um, and then the marathon, the ultra and the marathon, will also have served as really good training for comrades. And you know, it's, it is my view that you will qualify now in the, the 50, um, and then hopefully that. Marathon on the 1st of May will then be used as that last really long training run because after that, there won't be much opportunity. So, you know, this is one that, that the, the Coach Perry community is invested in. We are pulling for Nabila and hoping that the advice and everything that we've given and the work that she has put in will pay off and we will get her across uh, or firstly get her to the start line of, of comrades, but then from there get her over the, the finish line. So th this is a, a little bit of a borderline case, but I'm, I'm pretty confident that we, we can pull this off. Emilia, how does that make you feel, like hearing, hearing the coach actually say that? Obviously, you've interacted in the forums with us, and, but, but hearing it from the horse's mouth, so to speak? Yeah, it, it just puts a bit more pressure on me <laughs> to get it. Because <laughs> now Lindsay says it has, it, he thinks it, it's achievable. So now it has to be achievable. Now there's no, no two ways about it. But yeah, I mean, I've, I've really interacted with Lindsay a lot on the forum and I appreciate all the time. I know every time I write a post, I apologize at the end. Sorry for the essay, but it's just that, um, you, he gives such good insights knowing the full story. So you'd rather give the full picture. And so then there's less questions and things. He can just give one answer and you're happy. And, and yeah, I, I really appreciate all the help that, 
that I'm getting from from the forum. No, there's, def- there's definitely no need to apologize. The more context uh, Lindsay has and the rest of the coaches, the easier it is, like you say, the easier it is for them to to give you answers that are, are, are more specific to you. So never apologize. More info is better than no info. So that's that's uh, where where we we're at. But let's let's get into some of your questions and and particularly your major concerns uh, around training uh, around Ramadan, which I mean for for our listeners who aren't. Uh, Muslim, it starts, I think you said, on the, the 6th of May and, and the fast will, will end to, to, or on the 5th of June. And, and it essentially means yes. no eating or drinking from sunrise to sunset, which, which does pose yes. serious challenges as a runner training for comrades in, in this part of your training. So let, let's talk a little bit about some of your concerns about Ramadan. And I'm sure you're not the only person who is struggling with this. And, and let, let's see if we can get those questions answered. Right. I just want to put it out there that I, I was hoping to get these questions answered after I've qualified and now I've like put it in the universe that um so I hope it actually materializes. But um yeah, my primary concern was the the time that there is available to train. So usually while I fast, I can do a park run. Like I have done a park run, I've done a 10K previously when I'm fasting. So I don't need to drink while I'm fasting. Um, if it's, if it's that short of a run up, up to an hour or so. Where I'm concerned is that if I'm going to be running two hours in the morning, um, I haven't, I don't have anything to drink during that run. Even if it's a long run, I mean, you still are sipping on something occasionally. And also just there's nothing to eat afterwards as a recovery after that run. So how do we go about managing that? And the problem that I have is I'm, if, if I was in a city like Durban, there's a very big community of Muslim runners. So what you do is at night after prayers, they all go to the beach and there's a group run. But in Middleburg, I don't have that kind of um that community to go out. So I'm not obviously going to be running outside by myself in the dark at 8 p.m. at night, you know. Um, that would be great. That would be ideal, but um, it's not not practical. So uh, I've got a couple of pieces of advice for you, uh, bearing in mind that, you know, I'm never, I'm never going to be able to completely experience what you are experiencing. So, you know, a lot of it is is imagining what, what it would be like. But there's also... Um, on the latest webinar that we did um, and that got posted up onto YouTube this week, uh, we had a dietitian on and, and, and she does give some tips how to um, when the best time of day is to train, which essentially is the morning and uh, a, a few hints around that. So also go and have a listen to that. But but for me, the key thing here is, is that you can't do the long runs because never mind not being able to take any fluids during the long run, you can't take any fluids for the rest of the day, you can't take any food for the rest of the day. So you really can't replenish. And a month is quite a long time. If we were talking um, a week, you know, yes, maybe you can really suffer for a week, but over a month, I I think you start to, to really, you get sick or injured for sure. Um, so the idea for me then is during that month and the timing isn't, it's not the worst timing in the world, uh, in terms of, of comrades, but, and, and if you, you do qualify now at law school, that also gives us another added advantage if we don't need to do the marathon on the 1st of May, because then what we would do is on the 5th of May, literally just before 
Ramadan starts is we would do another long run of around 50 kilometers. And then when you go into it, it's too early for the taper, but, and we won't taper, but what we will do is we just do much shorter, but more regular runs. So we don't even try and get to the same sort of level of, of kilometers. That's also not necessary, but really what we want to just try and do is maintain all the hard work that you've done up until that point. And so for me, 45 minutes to an hour. So I'd alternate so that you know, I think an hour is the upper limit. And if we had to do an hour every day, I think that would also start to become problematic. But if we do, if we do like, um, and I'm just giving an example now, if we did an hour on Monday, 45 minutes on Tuesday, rest Wednesday, an hour on Thursday, 45 minutes on um, Friday, one hour on Saturday, rest Sunday. You know, you, you, you just keep that consistency. There's no single day that places too much strain. There's three times an hour, or maybe we do it's three times 45 minutes. Those are the kind of things you'll have to feel out and just, you know, how, how thirsty it makes you and how difficult it makes. But if we look at that sort of routine where we're looking at four to five days each week, just getting in that little bit of, of exercise, then you should be able to maintain a pretty decent level all the way through there, not not lose much. And then, of course, there wouldn't be a taper. We'd literally do that um, that um, routine almost all the way through to the Monday and all the, all the way through to the Wednesday before comrades, and then you know, really freshen you up. But that that's really how I would, I would tackle it. Um, you would have broken fast with good a good meal in the evening, and then. In the morning, um, you can fuel your your exercise by by having had eaten before that that exercise. Yes. Obviously, do your exercise, um, and you know, as a, again, moderate, easy, forty five to sixty minutes, um, and then you know we can we can carry on discussing depending on just how much it does or doesn't take out of you as we go into comrades, but. That's the own. That's the most sensible way of doing it, uh, and I think you know the, the, the guys in Durban are really lucky. There's probably also a strong Muslim community in Cape Town that can do a very similar thing, where they can break, they can have a small breaking of the fast, head down, do a good bit of exercise, come back, break fast properly, and then that will actually mean that they can train fairly normally. Obviously, there's some time constraints now training it at night and how long you can train, but yeah, they will be able to train a little bit more normally than you can. Okay, good. Um, no, that, that sounds achievable, but I mean, are we, we're going to be just running, just correct me if I'm wrong, at that same long run pace. So the 45 minutes runs will be all treated as long runs, um, that easy kind of just time legs. I think so because I think anything more than that's just going to burn too much fuel and, and, and make the rest of the day really tough. And your biggest risk really there is not, it's not your willpower. It's whether you can stay healthy. Yes. By doing it. So, so, um, yeah, I, I would say that you, you are going to be on maybe on the faster end of the slow run paces, but you, you, you just want to keep your aerobic conditioning. Um, and, and not lose much of that aerobic conditioning and not get sick. So that, those are the, the, the things that you're trying to balance off. Okay, 
Cool. Um, just the follow-up question to that. I know you spoke about spoke about it a bit, but maybe closer to the time, if we could get um your dietitian. I don't know. I can't remember what's her name. The nutrition specialist, Nikki. Nikki. Um, yes. Nikki. To to maybe tell us how we sh- what we should be eating in the mornings. Um, because I mean that's primary. That's your meal that's supposed to take you through the day. So yes. I'm not a very good breakfast eater. So I normally would just have like a, a, a slice of toast. But that's not going to be enough to keep yeah. me going if I'm going to be running. And maybe if she can recommend, like, um, must I do a protein shake rather in the mornings or something like that? There are some. Yeah. There's some very good suggestions in that that webinar that that went live now, but also. I mean, jump into the forum and post that as a question, and Nikki will definitely get back to you. Right. Yeah, N- cool. Nabila, you're also asking just with regards to when you break the fast as well and, and the, the food that you're eating from a nutrition point of view, and is it enough to yes. sustain you uh, in, in this training? Because you, you had concerns, obviously, with regards to fatty and fried sort of foods. Tell, tell me yes. a little bit more, more about that and, and what your concerns are around that. So um in Ramadan, we have a problem. I can tell you most of the people who fast will tell you that, that we break fast with very unhealthy food. So like it will be samosas and like chicken pastries and mini subs. And it's a lot of finger food, but a lot of fatty, oily stuff. So um I just wanted to know how, I mean, I, I think that that would obviously need to change, especially since we're going to be running in the fast. And obviously, I can ask Nikki closer to the time if I qualify and that how to amend that appropriately. It's very difficult mm. because when you fast, you just want to eat. Like if you've been craving samosas the whole day, then that's what you want to eat <laughs> when you break yeah. your fast. It's going to take a lot of discipline. But I think high protein and high fat foods are actually will be good um, through this period. So again, you know, we, we'll, we can ask Nikki and, and get her, her opinion. But you know, because of the fasting, you are going to go, you, you're definitely going to go into ketosis during, um, Ramadan. And, and I think if you try and focus too much on high carb or, or, or carb rich meals and especially high carb rich meals that don't have enough protein and fat, then you will, you won't go into, or you'll keep coming out of ketosis and then it will be much harder for you. Every day is fast, you'll go through that same very hungry period. Whereas, you know, if you fast continuously, your body's quite good at pushing you into ketosis and eating protein and, and high fat foods will help you stay in ketosis, which will make your daily routine of not eating much easier. So I think it's, it's possibly, uh, possibly you might want to look at exactly what types of proteins and what types of fats that you do break fast with. Um, and that might make your task a little harder in terms of what the rest of the family is going to be eating. But with that sort of focus on rather saying, okay, I'm going to focus on more healthier proteins and healthier fats. And that doesn't necessarily mean um, vegetable fats, but it does mean less oils and and that sort yes. of thing. But actual, actual animal fats and your, your butter type fats and, and those sort of things those are, are actually going to provide good energy and good sustainable energy. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't really have too much of a problem with the high protein fat content of your diet. Yeah, and then obviously some carbohydrates to, to complement your training stuff. But if there isn't enough fat and protein, then those carbohydrates are actually just going to end up making you hungry. 
Cool. Okay. Nabila, does that, that sort of allay some of your fears around around the fast and Ramadan and, and, and training for comrades? Uh, I, I hope, yeah, definitely. I, I hope that helps. It does, um, particularly about the running. Um, I was just worried that um, because we're not getting to the long runs, that, that it would be a big problem. But the way Lindsay has explained it, and I, it was my intention to do one long run um, on the 4th, 5th of May. So that's that has... Um, made me feel a bit better. Perfect. Obviously, the thing that I'm going to have to just work on a bit, but as I said, closer to the time, and if I manage to qualify at LOSCOP, then I will pose that question to Nikki. Perfect. Let, let's talk about the, the qualification at, at LOSCOP. You, you had a, a question about the run-walk strategy that you wanted to ask as well. T- tell me a little bit about the, the thinking there and what you want to know. Okay, so um, Lindsay knows this, but when I did the Staniton Marathon, I mean, I was I was very hesitant, but the physio had recommended that I do nine minutes of walking, one minute, one minute running, and I and I literally um, implemented this from the very first nine minutes. So I mean, everyone around you is like off, and after nine minutes, I decided to take my walk, and people are like looking at you as if you're crazy, but. It, it really worked. And I mean, in the second half of the race, I was, I was lapping people just because my legs felt so fresh. Um, I told Lindsay this and it, it felt, it felt awesome. So I wanted to try the same kind of strategy for Loscop, but I just felt that the one minute long, long walk was a bit too long, especially since my average pace needs to be a bit quicker at Loscop. So, my question essentially is that if I have to take a walk break, say every nine minutes or every 10 minutes, how short does can that walk break be, but without losing the effectiveness of having that run walk break? If, if that make, does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. So, so I think because you are walking so often, every nine minutes, essentially 30 seconds will be absolutely fine. So I think I, I'm, I'm fairly certain 30 seconds will give you enough of, of a break. But I also just wanted to um, allay your, your fears ever so slightly that you don't you don't have to run at a at a faster pace um, over the, the, the fifty five Ks than you did on, on the marathon. Um, you, know, you can actually afford to be slightly slower per kilometer, but that's that's just an aside to to, to put your, your but definitely a nine-minute, thirty-second ratio will work really well, and that in itself will actually improve your pace quite a lot, anyway. And in the the second half of Los except for the, the two nasty little climbs right near the end, the second half of Los is much easier than, than mm. the, the, the first half. So when you get to that period, it's not a question of pushing yourself. So I mean, you don't want to be tearing down those hills to put time in the bank, but you do want to use those sections and you will run faster because you're going downhill. Um, and, and that will, using this, this nine minute, 30 second or nine minute one ratio will also then allow you to save your legs enough so that if you are quite tight on the qualifying, you will be able to dig deep and push and run most of those hills. Um, so that's kind of the, the overall principle. But yes, I think I think ten seconds is too short as in your in your question. But I think thirty thirty and certainly forty seconds will definitely be enough. So start out with thirty seconds, nine minutes, thirty seconds, and 
you know, you, you'll feel if that's too short, then you can just tweak it up. Make it a bit longer. Yeah. Okay. Cool. No, that, 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 that would help a lot. I okay. mean, I, I also, it's, it's like psychologically, I think it put me in a good place. And now that you know that something's worked, I want to just um, try it out again. And hopefully it will have the same result. Yeah, Nabil, it's, it's weird. It's, there's two... I mean, when my dad was running, and I'm sure it was the same with your dad as well, back in the day, walking was a sign of weakness. Like, you don't walk because, like, why do people walk? It's because you're tired. But like Lindsay said, it saves your legs for longer. And it's it's almost to get out of that way of thinking, once you once it works for you, you can't go back. It's like this works. You get you get the timing strategy that works for you, and all of a sudden you're A for away. And it's the same thing with training aerobically as opposed to anaerobically. Once the penny drops and you figure out that it works, it's so hard hard to go back because it just works uh, and that's exactly what it is so I'm, I'm glad that you've you've sort of got the, the, the full buy-in for yourself and now it's a case of just finding that timing that works for you and that's the easy bit once your mind is, has figured out that this works the rest just falls into place so i'm sure you're going to you're going to hit it out of the park at, at lost corp have you got any other questions that you you want to bounce off Lindsay, while we've while we've got you um i had two other questions but for me, the most, the most, um, relevant to myself, I just want to pitch this one is that I get very hungry when I run. Like, and I'm, I'm not a big person. I'm not a person with a very healthy appetite or, but, um, I, on my runs, I don't know what it is. I, even if I eat something in the morning and I know people who run without a good breakfast and are still fine, but, I mean, even if I'm just going for an hour and a half run, I have an energy bar with me. I just wanted to know, is there something that you can do to help this? I'm, I'm scared of having high fiber foods because I don't want to upset my stomach or, but yeah, I'm, I'm out of options basically. I've, over the years, I've tried so many different things and I'm always hungry. In the shorter races, um, in the shorter races, it's not too much of a problem because it's quite, it's not easy to satisfy that because you're not satisfying it, but it's easy to ensure that that hunger isn't going to mean you're going to run out of energy because there's always um, stuff on the tables and energy drinking and, and you can keep going. Um, but on the longer stuff, it can become problematic because you, you know, to sustain that level of eating for that length of time can be quite difficult. So what what you can try and do is to to have a high-protein meal replacement. Um, so, and those are often you can, you can, well, not often, they are in a liquid format, so they're actually quite easy to consume, especially for you who doesn't really like to have a breakfast, you know, a slice of toast is all that you, you normally go for, but maybe a slice of toast with a high-protein meal replacement will definitely help. And then on the longer, you know, if we do end up going to, to comrades, I would have somebody on the side of the road and at about 30 Ks and then again at about 60 Ks with that same high protein meal replacement so that it does just give you that much more feeling of fullness and just can curb that, that like constant need for, for food all the time on the side of the road. Um, especially because the, the craving itself isn't, I mean, it might be irritating, but the craving itself isn't a major hassle. Hassle will come if you get to 60Ks and you're hungry, but also just really can't 
stand putting another gel or another jelly bean or another sweet or another banana in your mouth. That's that's where the problem will, will come. So, but like I said, the high protein neuroplasmin should be able to help that, and it should be quite easy on your stomach. Okay, good. Cool. Try that out in my long runs. Awesome. Nabila, it's been amazing. I want to wish you luck for Los Corp. Fingers crossed. Uh, we are sending tons of positive vibes. And uh, if the coach is confident, then I'm confident. So you're going to do it. We're just going to speak it into existence. You've done the hard work and it's going to happen. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And yeah, I'll let you guys know what happens. And yeah, I'm also holding fingers and hoping that it goes well. Brilliant. So, Fima, we love having, uh, Nabila, we love having you around in, in the forums. Uh, you are one of the most active people in there. Uh, your experience on that Coach Barry Training Club, what, what do you what do you love about it? What do you get out of it? Um, so if I'm bored at work, I literally can sit on the forum and just read people's questions and Lindsay's answers. I mean, my family makes so much of fun of me because they say I am Coach Perry because I'm always telling them what Coach Perry has to say. So... Um, yeah, I, I just love reading the forums and I try to limit my questions to things that haven't been asked before. So I like, I always like searching for, so, so that's why I've never asked a nutrition question before because I just like to read responses to other people's questions. You try and avoid the common questions. So you don't want to trouble Lindsay all the time with all of these things, but that's what I love the most. And it's, it's just, it's just a nice community of runners. Um, I saw another girl posting about Ramadan and we, we sort of contacted via private messaging and we've been chatting on WhatsApp also. So it's just a nice platform to meet other people and share share our stories. I love that. That is amazing. We love having you part of the community. We were joking last week. I think it was last week or the week before where uh, my wife always says we need to get T-shirts made that says Lindsay says. And I think you might be one of the people who are first in line to get one. So. <laughs> I will. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> no. I love that. Nabila, thank you. Me, I really appreciate it. No, no, no. We love having you around. Thank you. Uh, Nabila, awesome. Best of luck and we'll, we'll chat in the forums. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Cheers, Nabila. Thank you very much to the coach and Nabila for that. And uh, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that chat with Nabila. If you have any other questions, uh, you know where to go. The Coach Parry Online Training Club. Uh, you can hop into the forums and get access to our coaches there every single day uh, to get the help that you need on your journey. Speaking of journeys, uh, I said to you that we've been helping James Hobbo Hobson in the build-up to Ironman 70.3 in Derbs in June. Uh, and we've got our next winner. If you'd like to win three months access to the Coach Parry Online Training Club, all you need to do is use the hashtag BiogenJourney on social media. Let us know what you're training for, what you need help with, uh, and we could be making you a winner. And today's winner is Tatch Ray. Uh, Tatch said, uh, my Biogen hero. Uh, it's not even the Biogen journey. My Biogen hero is a legend. Well done, James Hobson, uh, and posted that before and after pick. 25 kgs lighter. Tatch, thank you so much. We'll be in touch via Facebook to get you access. Uh, to the Coach Perry online training platform. Uh, well done, Abijan Hamper, coming your way as well. And uh, yeah, before I go, uh, I mentioned at the top of uh, the podcast that we're going to be at the Two Oceans Expo. If you are heading down to Cape Town, if you are in Cape Town and you're going to be around the Cape Town uh, International Convention Center, please pop by and say, how's it? Uh, we'd love to meet you and hang out. And uh, yeah, we've possibly got a couple of cool giveaways as well. So uh, definitely come check us out at the stand and we'll catch up again soon. Mm-hmm.